Welcome to the Reach Higher Podcast. Quick nuggets of wisdom for happiness, efficiency, and meaningful living. Your thoughts need surgery and I've got the scalpel. My name is Ryan Howard. We as humans love to feel safe, guarded, protected from any type of harm or attack. And so we try our best to orchestrate our lives in a way that minimizes risk and maximizes pleasure. Why? Because if we risk something big and our gamble doesn't pay off, we experience great pain. So that's why, to many of us, the solution is just to stay the hell out of the metaphorical casino in the first place. But to those who have lived long enough, we know that completely and utter safety comes at a cost. If we guard ourselves and only prioritize protection, we will miss out on the greatest things that life has to offer. I will even make the bold statement that life's greatest wonders all exist on the other side of vulnerability. You cannot experience the pure bliss of ocean water hitting your skin unless you dive in and become vulnerable to the power of the waves. You cannot experience a dream until you first close your eyes. And most importantly, you cannot feel love until you open your heart to whatever it may bring. Love is beautiful in ways that simple words can't even describe, but the risk is enormous. And taking that risk can often end in heartbreak. (sighs) I know. Even that word sends chills of resentment up the spines of a lot of people. And it's such a common part of the human experience. It almost feels like a rites of passage. Because every person has a heartbreak story. At least one. But that's just it. We all go through it. But no one really seems to know what advice to give. Now don't get me wrong, everybody wants to give you their two cents about what you should do to feel better. But if we're all honest with ourselves, regardless of what anybody tells us, we just end up feeling lost, confused, and broken to pieces. It's scary not feeling like a whole person anymore, and feeling like the emotion we're experiencing this moment is so powerful that we will never escape it, like an abyss. So that's the entire purpose of this episode, not eliminating the pain of heartbreak because that's impossible, but helping you to develop an action plan and a map, if you will, for how to navigate the maze of heartbreak and romantic disappointment. As I mentioned earlier, unfulfilled, denied, or misplaced love does not feel orderly at all. The very nature of these feelings is chaotic, but it creates the illusion that there is no strategic way out. I know, it sounds a bit cold and robotic. Who the hell is able to be strategic when life has kicked the hell out of their feelings? Well, think about it like this. Think about what's at stake. If you don't effectively navigate this heartbroken space in your life, you may still come out of it but the results won't be pretty. It's highly likely that you'll come out of it scarred, jaded, struggling to trust anyone else. And actually, psychology teaches us that if you don't properly manage your heartbreak, you can become just as destructive as the person or situation that broke your own heart. Remember the phrase, 
hurt people hurt people. It's not just words. So let's map out an escape plan. A list of steps that anyone can use if they find themselves stuck or broken-hearted emotionally. Obviously, this won't fix the problem. It won't nullify the pain or stop those low moments from happening. But it will serve as a helping hand to guide you through the darkness and a source of comfort, respectively. You're not the first person to endure these feelings. You won't be the last and you're not alone. I'm going to illustrate the steps to take with an acronym, FATED, F-A-T-E-D, feel, accept, test, eradicate, design, feel the pain, accept the reality, test your beliefs, eradicate the stories that do not serve you, and design a new story that will propel you forward. Okay, feel. This step sounds like a no-brainer, like, okay, dumbass, how is feeling the pain a step towards healing? That's going to happen regardless, but no, there is a difference. We do obviously experience the pain of what we're going through, but oftentimes we stand in resistance of it. We fight its onset at all costs, deny it, reject it, and even nullify it whenever possible which is why heartbreaks turn so many people to excessive drinking or addictive behaviors. But unknowingly, the very rejection of the pain we're feeling is slowing down the process of transcending it. It is necessary for us to take some time and be with our pain. Allow it to flow through us, experience it as it is, but don't add it to it or embellish it. Don't use this emotional space as an excuse to project negative negativity, cause a scene, or demand attention. I'm not telling you to project the pain outward. I'm telling you to go inward and spend some time experiencing it without resistance. This has a number of purposes. Firstly, science teaches us that when we are sensitive to a particular stimulus, we can reduce the sensitivity by exposing ourselves to the stimulus intentionally. In other words, if a thought or idea or experience gives you a strong negative reaction, you can develop a tolerance for it with controlled exposure to it. If you have a mild allergy and you go to an allergist to do something about it, they can employ the same exact technique. Expose you to what you're allergic to in controlled amounts over a period of time until the allergy becomes weakened. So as it relates to heartbreak, the key to this step is don't be scared to feel negative emotion. As long as it's not causing you to have drastic thoughts that could possibly cause harm to you or someone else. Next, accept. Accept the reality of the situation. Before you strategize or try to make aggressive decisions in an emotional state, you must first accept what is. The reason behind this is that when we are initially frantic or panicking, it's largely delving from the fact that we can't believe that this is happening to us. It's like there is this confusion and overwhelming feeling of disbelief. And the result is this emotional state where our world seems completely unstable. So tell me, how logical do you feel in this state? Is there a sense of clarity in your head? Or is everything just a blur? A blur? I thought so. 
So naturally, this would not be the right state to make decisions or communicate or even try to express yourself outwardly. Some level of internal stability will come when you can come into acceptance of what is the present moment. No, you don't have to like it. You don't have to agree with it. And if the situation calls for it, you can take the necessary steps to change it. But before that happens, acknowledging the reality of your current situation is extremely necessary. Being able to step into the current moment without assigning the story to it, without assigning the emotions to it, just being in the moment and accepting the moment as it is, is extremely therapeutic to your mind and heart. The final three steps are progressive. So I'm going to lump them together. Test, eradicate, design. Test your beliefs. Eradicate the old ones that don't serve you. And from that, build a new story. What beliefs do you currently have about what happened that are not benefiting you? In other words, what story are you telling yourself about the situation? Is your story empowering? Does it give you hope? Is it objective? Or have you painted a picture for yourself that does nothing but worsen the pain? He or she is the best thing that'll ever happen to me, and I'll never find someone like them again. That person was my everything. I just lost a part of me I can never get back. First off, let's dissect those statements. Listen to the language being used. He or she is the best thing that will ever happen to me, and I'll never find someone like them again. How can you predict the future? In what ways does it serve you and to impose that idea onto your own life? That, that the best of what's in store for you is behind you. Just saying these things may not seem like a big deal to you, but in fact it is. Without knowing it, speaking those kinds of thoughts into your reality is willingly giving up your own sovereignty. It's draining your power to recover because you're damning your own future and crushing your own hopes. Whereas that person may have been amazing. They may have been a major positive influence in your life. But that does not mean they're the best you'll ever have. It does not mean your future is bleak. Listen to me. Even if the story you're telling yourself is true, you can still create a new one that is more empowering and more positive. Let's go back to the example I just used. Instead of feeling like life is over because this great person left your life, you could flip the script. I met this amazing person and they were drawn to me. They gravitated to my characteristics, so much so that they wanted to be with me. That's a testament to my own worth. So maybe I'm so focused on how great my partner was and I'm missing out on how great I am. And if I keep developing and focusing on that idea, and that truth, I can grow. And down the line, even attract another person of that caliber or greater. And that becomes the new story that you design for yourself. So focus, so your focus needs to become self-improvement and self-appreciation, as opposed to stories that let us feel sorry for ourselves. So here is the core of everything I'm saying. If you've heard nothing else, listen to this. Without us being aware of it, 
Our brains often use our experiences as a way to get what they want. The brain loves to empower its concept of self, but it even does so in really twisted ways. One of the biggest ways it does that is by creating powerful stories. Even if the story doesn't feel good to us, the brain will continue to feed it. Because in a strange way, it's empowering its own identity. So even if you don't fully get that, that's fine. Just be aware that it is happening. So when you hear yourself repeating a story about your heartbreak or your pain over and over and over, ask yourself, how is this story empowering me? How is it going to help me to the other side? If it's not helpful, then you know you're failing you're falling victim to your brain and you're sinking deeper into the emotions that want to drown you so eradicate that story and design one that is going to give you hope one that's going to give you motivation one that's going to propel you through this dark place and i promise you no matter what the situation no matter what's going on you can find an empowering story to tell yourself and that is the primary factor here because you may not be able to change what happened but if you can change your story then you can change your state and your happiness is determined by the states that you live in from moment to moment the emotional states that you feel from moment to moment and that story will alter your state and empower your strategy so in essence you'll push through the heartbreak but I'm sorry. There is no shortcut. A process is a process, and it takes the necessary time that it requires. But what I can say is this. On the other side of this, on the other side of that pain and that struggle, if you use the strategies I've outlined, you'll be so much better for it. You just listened to the Reach Higher podcast. This was another step in reshaping your mind to live a better life. If you liked this episode, like, share, and spread the word. Keep tuning in, guys, so we can keep reaching higher. Thanks, and peace.